Well, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of June seventeenth, two thousand twenty-two. I'm your host Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginky's indeed, and it's just a. <laughs> You know, I promised that all three of us would be here last week, and uh, unfortunately, Gray is, uh, he has a blackout in his house, so he wasn't able to come. Worst timing. Well, yeah. How have you been? It's been good. I, I've had a very, I've been creating a very weird playlist lately. <laughs> I would love to hear what that playlist is, then. Well, so every... Last year I had a summer mix, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, this is all Yayoi Diamond and Cream, because that's what I was listening to. This isn't just summer stuff. What did I do? So I created a new summer list called Summer of 22. And guess what the first thing I added was, which made me laugh. I had all the cream songs I want. I was going to say, did you add a bunch of cream songs on it? Yes, I did, but I did switch it up. I added, like, Aisha's Just One Kiss. Yeah. I added uh, Ice Cream by Anatakeuchi, Fairyland, Ayumi Hamazaki, uh, Sparkling, and Key of Heart by Boa. Also did Atlantis Princess by Boa. Um, I did Double Summertime featuring Verbal and Rock the Party featuring, uh, it was the Crazy Ken Band, if I'm correct. Mm. And let's see, TA's Forget the Shine. Uh, Riri, Keiju, and Nariaki Obukudo Summertime. Of course, Nishino Kana, I got Summer Girl on there, featuring Minmi. I did add Melon Soda and Babe, featuring Rechi by Yayui, just because they are very summer songs. And let's see what else. Tequila Sun- Sunrise by Hidomi. I did Summertime by Aoyama Thelma. I did Sister Loving You, because it was part of their summer mini album i did try to put some namie on but i don't think they're really summer songs i put put them up i'm like well kind of fits i did do mo moon summer sunshine girl i mean why not that is such a fun summer song i did put mime headlight in there and i don't know if it's really a summer song but it just has that nice relaxing beat and I'm like, I have to add this. I did Meiji, Summer Breaker, Garden, Be Mine, Kimiga Sukidayo. Of course, I put Hidai Dai on there, Slow and Easy. Thank you, Ken. From our last year's summer mix, you got me really into Hidai Dai. <laughs> so I did Dream, Hold On, because they did a cover of that one. Um, I got Beverly's Love Therapy because it has a summery feel. Shina, Bubble Pop. I put Jamoza Nanika Hitotsu featuring Jade. I did Juju's playback because the video is actually very summery, and I'm like, that is a fun summer song. And then I have more I need to add to it because I, I, w- I had another playlist on, and then I realized, oh, that's a summer song. Why is that not on my list? Oh, that's <laughs> a summer song too. Why is that not on my list? So now I got a few more I gotta go back and add like Odyssey's Turning Up I wanna add to it and I was gonna add surprise uh, Mrs. Mrs. Greenapple's song isn't on there the Natsu ga Hajimaru or whatever I need to add that one too that's that's also a usual summer ish song that they always do 
Oh, and Kaze ni Kaoru Natsu no Kyoku by AAA, I need to add. Mm-hmm. That's like another summer track I like. So it's been this weird hodgepodge. I'm probably going to put BTS Dynamite on there just because. It, I mean, it's a fun dance song. It's summery. Oh, Lemonade. That's the other one I need to put on there. Lemonade and Diamond <laughs> and Tonight by I Don't Like Mondays. Those are the other ones I forgot to add. But uh, Eureka, I've been... you, should, you should also add Eureka um, featuring Koji Koji by Hentai uh, Shinshi Club, which is also a really good song. Um, oh, Kodokumi Sunset, Lollipop. Sunset City from uh, Kubotake is also really good for chill moments. Uh, fireworks or Hanabi also for from Kenshin Yonezu and uh, Dalko. Oh, also, yes. It's also oh, another one. Oh, you just one. gave me more to add. <laughs> Which makes me happy because I really want summer. You know, I've been trying to do the whole summer theme and actually do real summer songs and not me just adding random crap that I like. Um, I'm trying to think of another song that I'm just like uh, I think you should add this Sunri- uh, Sunrise Love Is All Hamasaki Ayumi because that's a good summer song uh, Summer Haze by Atario yes also. that's a really good one I like Atario so I mean there, there's there's a couple things that you can add um any of the Ditsy Sunfish song that we covered for Music Corner prior, uh, previously, you can probably do a lot of their old songs as well. Because uh, they're fairly high energetic summer-ish songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. and that's what I was kind of going for for the summer. And there's, I, I feel like it's so much fun doing a summer playlist. Bonnie Pink, A Perfect Sky. That's yeah. the one I keep forgetting to add. That's like one of my go-to summer songs. And why is it not on Apple right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Natsu. that's the song that you got to get from Mr. Green Apple. That, that, that is usually the summer song that if you go on any social media for freaking Japan, you'll just be hearing this all the time because that, that is the summer song. Uh, oh, no. It's... Yeah, we should be talk. We should talk about summer songs again. I agree because there's so many out there, and I feel like there's a lot that don't always go talked about. And the summer is the perfect time to bring up ones that you know. I know we had some last year on last year's podcast, but at the same time, I just feel like every year there's some new ones, or we discover new summer tracks, which is what I've been very excited about doing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we were to do one, like, next week, I'm pretty sure Gray would probably talk about one of the Generation songs that we did. Because it was a summer yeah. song. song. Or, yeah. some B- or some BS like Jiko Cho De Iko by Nokisaka46, which we absolutely hated. Uh, please, we, we don't talk about that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, Ballistic I'm... Boys also had some fun, fun summer songs. Yeah. Now, I'm just looking at my, my playlists here, and yeah, no... Uh, 
Freak. You're also gonna have to put that Supercell song because that's uh, for Tanabata. Uh, same for Bumpa Chicken, you need uh, a Tenso Kyoku or whatever that song was called. The one that they did, the, ko the Kohaku. The Kohaku one? Oh, I love Bumpa Chicken. Yeah. I might have to Because that. Uh, that, that song is related to uh, Tanabata. I know I'm looking for it now. So you know I'm going to be adding new stuff to my playlist after today. I'm just going to sit there one day at work, just be like, add, add, add. Listening to this meeting, but also adding stuff for summer. Need yeah. more summer songs. Uh, party All Night, Star of Wish. It's also a good party song. As much as I don't really like that song, it's a good party song. <laughs> so, but sounds like you have some work to do. <laughs> yes, I do. And I'm happy to hear all the suggestions because it's always exciting to find new ones. And Ken, what have you been listening to this week? I know we were just talking about all the summer songs I've been listening to, but what about you? Uh, so I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things. I've been listening to uh, Xiao Se by Back Number. I was also listening to ha the Hot Me single by Shosa, which I also think you would really like. Shosa is an amazing vocalist. So there's that. I was also listening to Lisa's latest single, uh, Shifuku no Toki, which I don't think will have a physical release for a while. So on the wait there, it doesn't sound too anime-ish. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I was listening to Otto's upcoming song, the New Genesis song uh, for the One Piece film. I believe it's for Red. I think that's what the one is called. I was also listening to a complete thing for Tomita's Lab. He is going to really, or he's released a brand new album called Seven Plus and it's pretty much all his remixes that he's done over the past like year and a half to two years. Uh, I would also listen to Yogisha, uh, Bisa, uh, featuring Bisa and Koji Koji, which is actually really good. And you know, there's a dog that just keeps barking in the background. <laughs> but I was also listening to Walking featuring uh, Alina Saito and Hideshi Takani by Uruwashi. Which is also really good. I've been really liking a lot of Udawashi's collab works as of late. So, I was also listening to Ghost Like Girlfriend's latest release, um, Erm, which is, I believe, an, uh, a brand new album. Midnight Cruising is probably the song that I've been listening to the most out of that album. So, there's that. I was also listening to Pixie by Kuru. So, it's a very interesting week overall. I was also listening to Futaba, but that, that, that's the other song that we're not going to be talking about. We'll probably be talking about that within a week or two. So, But yeah, all over this time around. But with that, a little bit short of things here, and we're going to talk about a lovely little topic here. So, Luna, since you are in charge of the topic this week, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce your topic to us? So, yeah, I'll bring up the topic. So our topic this week was if we were to go to an anime convention, which artists would you like to see? And we tried to rule out a lot of big artists and any artists that have previously done conventions. And there's been so many that I've got to see. I got to see Flo. I, I've gotten to see M-Flo. 
I know there are ones I've missed that I've really wanted to see, like Calafina, and I still regret not seeing them, and Edu Aoi, I miss seeing. But I feel like there's so many artists that would be amazing to see at a convention just because of the atmosphere, and I feel like it's a really good time to see them. And plus seeing SG5 really revived, you know, the love of concerts for me and, and Demon Dice, you know, seeing an artist live in a convention, seeing everyone's reaction. It's just such a fun time. So, Ken, why don't you start with your artist? Who would you like to see at an anime convention, or who do you think would be really fun to see? But yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, there's only one artist that came to mind that isn't really too big as of right now. Well, actually, they just came back, and... I think would do really, really great in a anime convention style of crowding here. And that would be honestly Ollie. I really wanted to see if Ollie would come back in the good graces of Sony by probably doing an anime convention. And you know, one, one of the things of, of hope here is I really wanted to see Lost in Paradise live. I think that's one thing that honestly, if I was able to go and see it live, it would be something fairly unforgettable. I also think that the uh, the song Wild Side would also be really good, and that's being used for, or was used for... I'm forgetting the, the name of the anime. It was uh, Beastars. Beastars, there we go. <laughs> it was used for Beastars, and that was really good, and I think that hearing that would also be really good, especially because Beastars really was popular over the last year and a half that it... it it got announced here and also they just released teenage city riot which is also a really good song and i would love to hear that live as well yeah so i think ollie would be a ton of fun to see live as well to be honest i mean they just the vocals alone what the flavor they bring to it and i honestly think they would be a crowd pleaser in general oh, yeah. I could see the crowd getting very into it, wanting to dance, have fun. And I, I do feel like, you know, not just Lost in Paradise you mentioned, but they have other tracks that are just, you know, amazing. I mean, and, and I think it'd be a great way to distribute them. Like, I Love Better Days featuring Dos Monos. I mean, yeah, that well, one is thing, a ton of fun. Another thing is, too, is because this group is a multi-ethnic group and i think it would be very cool to see that you know in an anime convention where people you know aren't are you know especially in america where they are primarily multi-ethnic with certain cultures and stuff like that but yeah i mean with america being a big melting pot i think it would be neat to see ali come here and you know not only showcase their talent but i think them being multi-ethnic really does help with that and could help people going to these conventions resonate with them just because of the melting pot that america is and there's so many people with different ethnicities who all love the same thing and attend these conventions for that love and i think that would bring a special something special to the table you know like bringing ali here yeah um, so my artist is similar in that aspect as well. So she, I would say she's not super big, but at least some people know her and I know she's done stuff stateside and that is Aisha. And she most 
some of the you who might not know, she did do a song for Naruto Shippuden. And it is uh, Kono Koe Karashite featuring Chehon. And I could easily see her doing that song. And I think that would be the big one she would do because, of course, Naruto. However, she has the energy to really get the crowd hyped. And her song, Just One Kiss, she did two versions. She did a Japanese version and an English version. And, I mean, she has other songs that she crosses the genre of, you know, of the language barrier of doing both Japanese and English, you know, being multilingual. So I think that would be something amazing to have her do. She's also did uh, a song Love Story for a Drama. So I honestly think having her would be really good. And her song Candy Love, Shy Demo E, you know, are fun songs to get people going. She's done a lot of stuff for CrossFit and she's done some of that in Florida. Like Burn was one of the CrossFit songs she did that was pretty popular. So I think she would be a great artist to do a concert or even bring to one of the DJ sets they do because of her energetic music, her fun personality. I think she would be a great crowd pleaser. And I also would love to meet her because she seems like the sweetest person ever. Yeah, no, Aisha would be a very interesting choice as well, especially because I think seeing her in a live setting like a like like a con would be really good and especially because you know the thing about cons is you get to actually meet these people occasionally face to face and kind of be able to take pictures and that that's that's the one thing i really like comparatively if i were to go to a concert in japan for them because like for example if i were to go meet Ali in Japan, I don't think I would have the closeness of being able to, you know, take pictures with them and stuff. So that's oh, yeah. one of the things that I think us as fans would be really, really enjoyable to see, especially with with Aisha and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like the concert setting is very difficult to do that in Japan or even in the US when they do these, these world tours, like Scandal's doing one. You know, you're not really going to get to see, get to meet these artists like you would at a convention. And I, I feel the more, it's more personable at conventions because of this reason. And I, I like that. I, I like that they're able to, you know, do that. So I feel Aisha and Ali are, are great artists that it would be nice to be able to see them in that more personable setting. Oh, yeah. 100 percent there but yeah i guess with that shall we move on to the music corner here yes let's go yes 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 and unfortunately it this artist is gray's artist but i guess i guess could also be mine because <laughs> of just who this person is so unfortunately because he ain't here i'll be taking the reins and introducing the artist on his behalf and this time around, it is the wonderful Subaru Shibutani. And obviously, if you guys heard of his name before, he is deeply, deeply, deeply involved with Johnny's Association and was a part of the group Kanjani 8. You know, he started back in 96. And originally, what was this is also kind of interesting that I didn't really know about before, you know, doing the music corner for them is that 
he originally auditioned for Kink Kids alongside member uh, Ryuhei Maruyama. And, you know, he also met, you know, Yo Yokoyama, who's also part of uh, Kanjani 8, and Shingo Mar- uh, Murakami, who is a part of that group as well. You know, they joined with, you know, Kanjani Night, which is the Kansai Junior show that ran back in 98. You know, after kind of being close with Yokoyama and Murakami, they, they became fairly close, like... I'm pretty sure it's fairly similar how Johnny's Juniors does this as well. If you are have a camaraderie with a certain amount of members, you mostly will show up together with those members because you'll kind of bounce off of things. You know, they showed up on a lot of these junior shows and they were dubbed the three bakas or the three idiots. And, you know, along with <laughs> Ryo Nishikudo, who is also a member from Kanjani 8, they would also be the top four Kansai Juniors, which is, you know, like a big, big thing. And this is right around the time that Johnny's was really getting their foothold in the Kansai market. Because obviously, you know, th- that's the thing. They're all from the Kansai area or the 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 little bit of the southern area of of japan here and comparatively to a lot of the other popular members like for example arashi arashi was mostly from kanto and stuff like that so from tokyo so you know they they appeared on a lot of other shows and they kind of graduated to become a part of a group called kanjani 8 and along with that you know he really, really got his groove with the group, and he was a part of them all the way up until 2018, where he kind of announced that he was going to leave and pursue his own goals and try to study abroad and stuff like that. And right out of the gate, he kind of hit the ground running and released a, a solo album called Nisai that was within the year of him leaving the group. So uh, on total, he released three albums with his latest one obvious being called 2021 which was released back in september of last year you know he shows amazing vocals and really shows off a years of his experience with that he also uses a various amount of instruments that you don't really hear such as the harmonica which kind of really gives a really distinct feel of his tracks and he um, a lot of his songs really do show a good skill of range and you know just maturity and experience between between everything you know he does really shake it up occasionally with a wide variety of song styles and compositions kind of like ek and stuff like that from his uh, 2021 album and it's one of grace favorites as well so i know i gave a really really truncated a bridge version of his career but you know, I know that we don't we don't really listen to Kanjani Eat all too much because of just they are part of the old guard. But have you heard of Sh- Subaru Shibutani beforehand? Before we we kind of sat down and did his music corner here at Luna. No, to be honest, I have not. Yeah, he was one of the big leaders of that group, to be honest. So, and unfortunately, if you're not really in a, a Johnnyest person, you're not gonna really know a lot of these members. I mean, did you even know a member from Kanjani Eat beforehand? 
I probably didn't, to be honest. Con Johnny mm-hmm. 8 is not a group I followed for Johnny's. Mm-mm. But overall, what did you think of his his solo stuff? And if you did go back to listen to his younger stuff with his Con Johnny 8 days, what did you think about that? So this is where I really wish if Grey was on here, not me, because... So I thought Shibutani was okay. I started off with some of his newer stuff from his career, such as his album. Um, it was his 2021 album. And I honestly, I didn't care for any of the upbeat tracks, but I thought his ballads, such as Sukuru and Shuen, I liked hearing his vocals on there. I felt a lot of the other songs are a little... They weren't my type of music. Um, I thought his Need album was a lot better. Like, the track Earth Color and felt really good. Muzu was good. Um, but I didn't go back and listen to any of his Kanjani 8 stuff, to be honest. I Kanjani 8 is a little bit more difficult to find. However, you can watch all their stuff on YouTube. So I would like to honestly go and listen to it. You know, I am curious to hear that. I I do feel like his vocal style at times can be a little too much for me because sometimes his compositions, they're very unique. And he, he does a unique thing with his vocals that I like, that he stands out from the rest. And, you know, you know it's him singing. But for, for me, it just, it isn't really my style when I think, you know, like of a male singer. Yeah, no, and I, and I completely understand. He's... And the thing is, it's very interesting to sit down and being able to listen to a lot of his old, his his solo work because I I followed his his Kanjani Eight Days, and obviously it's, you know, apples and oranges to compare what he did with with Johnny's to what he's doing right now. And with with Shibutani, I feel like he really tries really really hard to outdo himself with every song and try to outdo the the last song to kind of be different and that's really really good however i honestly don't think he's the right artist to do so and i i feel really bad especially i mean it could be just comparing a lot of the album works because i listened to nisai and then 2021 you know, it sounds like two totally different people did it, and I shouldn't be judging albums quite offhandedly like that, but it's really, really difficult not to, especially if you're listening to them back-to-back. I think if I had a little bit much more of a spacer in between listening to 2021 and Nisai, I think I would have appreciated just a tad bit more, but listening to him in fairly quick succession was, was a thing, to be honest. <laughs> And that's probably my issue is I how I listened to it was all back to back. And I think that's probably and you can tell they're completely different albums, which is why I felt partial to one over the other, you know, especially while listening to it. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's it's not that I don't appreciate Shibutani, what he's trying to do, because I really do. I we need more artists like that to really try to go out of his way to experiment and try to go out there with sights and sounds with things like that 
However, I don't think Shibutani. It's it's the same criticisms that he that Gray has with Ken, with Kenshi, which is what I find hilarious to a point where I think he's not the right person to do the compositions that he's trying to do. Yeah, no, I I do I do see that exactly because it really kind of reminded me of Kenshi. However, their vocal styles are so different. But if you think about the uniqueness of each one in their own aspect, yes. Yeah, so that's that's the one thing that I was just kind of getting across in my mind here, of just, you know, as as much as he wants to to really 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 try and be unique and stuff like that, I think it's especially for an artist that is of his stature, of what he's trying to do of his range, it's really really difficult to just do it alone. I think if he had like a full band or something like that or another vocalist to kind of rely on i think it would keep him in check so to speak but overall like you know i appreciate shibutani for what he's done unfortunately he's not the artist that i would be going back to on an occasion and i'm i really want to hear what gray has to say about him because like I said, he is an artist that is very, very interesting and very critical for, especially for the Kansai region for artists around that area. So I, I would love to hear what he has to say, what appealed to him about Shibutani compared to other artists that I know he, that sound fairly similar to Shibutani's style, but just doesn't work for, for Grey. That, that, that's the one thing I want to know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I would too, because I think it would be very, very interesting to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd yeah, like to hear his thoughts on it. Yeah, if you want to keep track on it, you go go to our website where it has his stuff and his staff Twitter and stuff, as long as with his music video for his track Sing as well, which he... F so, but yeah, let's kind of continue on to the Oricon here. And, you know, ever since we started doing the... the Physical releases almost every every week's brand new songs. So, yeah, and I'm excited for it. I'm glad we're getting a lot of new stuff on here. Yeah, that's for darn sure. But yeah, let's start off with number ten. It is "San San" by the Deitch Mira Daichi here, and it's been a long time since I've listened to a Deitch song. So, what have you thought about "San San" here? I thought Sansan was very uh, was was very unique because we haven't heard Daichi do a ballad in a long time, and I felt Sansan stood out as it felt like he did something different, and you could really hear his vocals because the composition was very minimal. I felt in many aspects, so it really made you listen to his actual voice. I, I thought it was beautiful. It wasn't my favorite ballad by him. I have other ones that I like way better. But I, I'm glad to hear this side of him again because we really needed it. You know, we always hear Daichi's upbeat dance songs, you know. And hearing him do something like Sansan just brings you back to hearing a well-rounded and a, a well-rounded Daichi and just him switching up his game. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of, of Miura, so it was very interesting to hear Sansan as a much more slower 
ballad tempo here. And I'm, I, for one, am quite for it. I know I'm not the biggest listener of his work, so I'm pretty sure you and Gray, who are big fans of him, probably have more stuff to say about this release. But I thought it was all right. It was good for him to shake it up here. You know, Shin Kyoku, while that might have been more of his style, I really preferred Sansan overall, mostly because of just being able to do something kind of new in my mind. A new light for him, which is also really good because I haven't really heard his recent stuff because it just hasn't appeared on the digital side. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I can easily see that, because I haven't heard as much of his newer stuff as well, but I feel like Sansan stuck out a lot more than other ones did. Yeah, that's for darn sure. But yeah, this week it sold a lovely 7,278 7, copies here. Going on up to number 9, it is Ano Co Complex by Equals Love. Not much more we can say about this release. This will probably be the last time we'll see this on the Oricon. So, this week it sold a lovely 7,481 points here. And going on up to number 8, Hatsukoi ga Naiteiru. Hatsukoi ga Naiteiru by Anyo. It's been a while since I've saw a good old Anyo song on here. And what did we think about this release here, Luna? I mean, it's very safe, and I mean, I liked Hatsukoi ga Natsuite Iru, however, I just... Night, 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 day, Iru. I liked Hatsukoi ga night, Iru, however, I do feel like it was, it's very Aimeon, very safe. I mean, I do feel like it's a little forgettable. I, I, I mean, I love Aimeon. I really do. But at the same time, I just feel like this is what I'm expecting her to do. And I love, I want her to yeah. wow me. Yeah. I want her no, to wow me. This didn't wow me. I like it. But I, it's just honestly, like, oh, I expected it. I, I, I feel the same way, to be honest. You know, Aimeon is a amazing composer, amazing vocalist as with as well, you know. However, it feels very safe. It it feels very in the comfort of what Aimeon needs to release around a song that Aimeon does, and I I I don't I don't know. It, it's it's not a bad song, per se. It's a song that I know that if if I want to hear Aimeo, then I can... This this is what I'm expecting at this point. Like, there hasn't been a very strong presence in her vocal range since I would want to say Haru no He. Yeah, I 100% agree because Haru no He was the last one that really touched me to the point I'm like, oh my god this is amazing but after that it just felt everything felt very safe and that makes me really sad because i absolutely love aimeon yeah and you know i know she made this for a, i believe she made this for a drama so you know it's probably something relating to that and she probably needed something to have something out there but it's 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 sad it's it's really sad because 
I want Aimeo to really wow me because she is the literally going to be the star that is going to break out of the Reiwa and going to inspire new artists from the Reiwa era. And I just don't want artists to be so comfortable in their in their in their style so to speak yes and that's really what it does feel like that that she's just very comfortable in you know what she's doing and i understand that i really do but at the same time sometimes you do got to break out that comfort zone and switch it up because it just it really does make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Granted, you know, granted, Hatsukoi ga Naiteiru sold fairly well. You know, 8,376 8, copies here. And I do have it. I, I, I've, I've gotten, I've downloaded this song and I've listened to it. As much criticisms as I give it, you know, it's a song that I don't mind listening to. But I need something... F- for Aimeon to really wow me with. But let's continue on here to number seven. It is Infinity R Wings by the lovely group of Azuna, which is from the lovely Love Live School Idol Festival All Stars game here. And I didn't know what to really expect about this release. So, as our resident Love Live person here, Luna, why don't you talk about your your choices about this song? I loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it. I have one little small critique. I think we're both on the same page in this. But Infinity Our Wings was fantastic. The vocals were amazing. I was blown away. I honestly didn't know what to expect because I know the last Love Live song we heard from one of the games didn't wow me. I'm just kind of, I just kind of sat on it like, eh, it's okay. Infinity Our Wings by Azuna was amazing. I hit the plus sign immediately. I was just like, wow, this is more of what I want. The little snippet, you know, little criticism is the composition is a little off, but being honest, the vocals were so good. I totally let that go. No, that's for darn sure. And yeah, you are right. Both of us have the small, tiny critique about the composition, just not really matching at points with the song overall. However, Infinity R Wings is amazing, and it really did surprise me. The vocals, really, really good. The Seiyus did knock it out of park with this release. And I believe this is the first time we've heard this subgroup, so... I believe so as well. There's that. Regardless... Infinity R Wings had sold a lovely 9,349 copies here. And going on up to number 6, it is Magic slash Ikinakucha by Little Glee Monsters. So it's been a while since we heard a Little Glee song as well. I'm kind of sad that Gray isn't here as well because he used to be really high on them as well. So I was wondering how he felt about this release. But why don't you go ahead first, Luna? So, I mean, Little Glee's vocals are on point as usual in both Magic and Ikinakcha. However, I think my issue, especially with Magic, is I felt the composition didn't really match the vocals and I really wanted it to wow me, but it just felt like Little Glee played it safe. 
kind of my same feelings, you know, like I had with Aimeon, that Little Glee is absolutely amazing. I mean, I saw them live, their vocals blow me away every time, but I feel like their composition sometimes holds them back because it doesn't match with the power that they hold and it takes away from the song. I I liked uh, Ikenecha a little bit better. I actually thought it was, I liked that a lot better than Magic because I did feel like the composition was a little more in sync with the actual track and it fit them very well. But with Magic, I just didn't feel that. And I was a little disappointed because they did play it very safe. Yeah, no, you said it correctly there, Luna. They played it really safe with this release as well. I don't know why. There, there's a lot of things that a lot of a lot of these groups played it safe this week. And, you know, with, with Magic, you know, their, their vocal work is out of this world. And it's something that I'm just used to hearing from Little Klee at this point. Which is really sad. I'm not really impressed by it anymore. Yeah, I I, I do feel the same way. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I wish Gray was on here because I know I would want to hear that little feedback against him because because me and you have fairly similar tastes and styles and stuff like that. So... When we have the similar criticisms, it's kind of boring, but but it, it's it's exactly like you said though here, Luna. The how this how little Glee is 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 release this release. It's just so safe, and I feel bad because I don't feel anything anymore. It's just like oh, it's another little Glee song. I I should like it. I want to like it, but it's just it's there. You know, the thing is, as a conformally, you know, compared to, like, Aimeon and stuff like that, with Hatsukoi ga naite iru, I just don't think, like, Magic and Ikenakicha, even though it's a much better song than Magic, like, if I had to compare all three songs, I mean, Aimeon would win. Because, you know, she does something a little bit different, but it's, like, compared to what I'm expecting from Little Glee. Little Glee, they have the strong vocals. It's just that their composition needs work. Whoever does their composition work needs to do some work with them because it's getting to that point that I'm just like, eh, I know what to deal with with Little Glee. Yeah, no, I... And this is why I do wish Grey was on, like you said, because I agree with you, and I think we have those same similar feels in that, and that's what makes it very hard. Regardless, Magic slash Ikenakcha sold a wonderful 10,352 copies. And going on up to number five, it is Kimi o Ubai Shiritai by Junretsu. That's been a while since we saw Jinretsu on here. And obviously uh, it's really yeah, strange it because this song released back in February of this year and now it's just coming up out of nowhere. I think they have an event coming up, that's why. But it's just really weird that this song came out of nowhere in relevancy again. Even though it did, I'm happy to see Jinretsu on here just because Kimio Ubai Shiritai was it was interesting and i know it's very junioretsu and we know what we're getting with them but it also is refreshing to see 
this into Oricon because I feel like we see a lot of, I don't know, I want to say, I don't want to be mean and say generic pop, but we see a lot of the popular music, and I know Junretsu is popular, but they're like a different type of popular, and I, whenever I see them, it makes me happy just because we always see them on the Kohaku but I feel like we never get to talk about them in the Oricon. I feel like a lot of the times it's the same artist. So seeing them on here with Camille, Ubai, Shidi Tai just makes me happy, even though it, it's, you know, it's a solid song. It's not my favorite, but I, I still, I'm just like, this is really good. And it's just nice to hear. No, I, I also kind of agree with you. Ubai, Shidi Kimio Ubaishi Tai is just fairly safe. It's very unique because we don't get to really listen to Jinretsu all the time. But Kimio Ubaishi Tai, it's 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 soulful pop. I want I want to honestly, honestly, and I don't know if I'm gonna be like going out to go see the new Jinretsu song because of that. But if if I were to listen to this in the Kohaku again, I think I might have a, a little bit of a change of heart for this. But as of right now, it's just whatever's. Yeah. Yep. Regardless, it sold a wonderful 12,632 copies here. And going on up to number four, it is Motokare Des by AKB48. Not much we can say about this release. Again, you know. It would have been nice to hear Grace comment about this because I know that we've talked about this beforehand. So, but this week it sold a wonderful thirteen thousand one hundred and forty-five copies, and going on up to number three, it is Bokunaka by Hinata Zaka forty-six. Now this is a brand new release for you, Luna. How did you feel about this release? You know, it wasn't bad. I actually thought. Buku Nanka was actually vocally, it was pretty nice. It had a good composition that flowed. I liked it. I, and it's weird saying that because I was, I had no expectations for it. And I ended up liking it a lot more than I actually thought I would and was very pleasantly surprised. I'm glad you liked it because it was, it was very interesting to hear. Because, you know, Hinatazaka is the generic idol. So, so. Yeah, and they usually are. And that's why I was expecting nothing from it. Maybe because I had my expectations low. But I actually thought the uh, harmonies of their vocals were good. The song flow, uh, Bokunan uh, Bokunanka flowed very well. With the composition, just how everything, it worked. It clicked. And I ended up actually hitting the plus sign on it, which I rarely ever do. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So, yeah, that was actually a really nice surprise. Regardless, Hinatazaka46 sold a wonderful 16,129 copies here. And going on up to number two, it is Choo 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 Bokuda no Mirai slash Dai Jinsei Never Been Better by Morning Musume 2022. Now, it's been a while since we've heard a Morning Musume song, so... Did you think about it? Hmm. Mm. So I honestly felt like Choo 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 Bokura no Mirai was a mess. The composition felt very off. The vocals just felt even more off. I could not get into it. 
And I know Morning with Sume 22 or Morning with Sume in general, they can be hit or miss for me, especially because, you know, they have the each year they have, you know, a new group or whatever. Um, and they've drastically changed their style since I, you know, back in the day when I started with them, you know, in this new group, I look at them as a completely new group. You know, and going into it, I actually was kind of excited, but then when I heard Choo 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 Bokura no Mirai, I didn't even, I, my brain was scrambled because I'm like, this is messy. What is going on? And I actually didn't mind, the other one was uh, okay, Daijinsei uh, never been better. I thought it was a little bit better. It little it knew more of what it was doing, but it still didn't do it for me in it by any means. I still had some issues with it. So yeah, this single was a big miss for me in many aspects. I feel like they really need to figure out where they're going. And that's the biggest issue because it was just all over the place. Yeah, that that's one of the things for 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 them as well. It's it's all over the place for Choo Choo Choo, Bukuda no Mirai. I, I honestly can't understand what was the thought for this. The composition didn't work. The vocals didn't work, definitely, for this release. So, I honestly think that if it wasn't for Dai Jinsei Never Been Better, I would have called this a... I would have lambasted this release so hard. Yep. I... yeah. I... I lots of things. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. But regardless, this week it sold over 100,381 copies here. And going on up to number one, it is Watashi by Six Stones or Stones here. And what did we think about this release? I, I honestly wish that Gray was here because I know he's on this whole boy idol kick. So I would love to hear his, his thoughts about this. But I think we're a fan of Stones. I'm not too sure. <laughs> So, I feel like lately, with the last couple releases Stones has done, I've jumped on that train. And Watashi has kept me on the train because I know we, we discussed, you know, the, the way they were going. You know, they went from kind of pop and lock where we were like, nah, you know, to starting to show their vocal heavy side. And that's what I wanted. I wanted them to slow it down, and that's what they've been doing. And Watashi delivered because it slowed it down. This is a full-blown ballad. And they, we already knew they had good vocals, but this fully shows them because I don't recall them ever doing a full-blown ballad, and Watashi delivers. Stones is a very well-rounded group, and when you hear tracks like Watashi, and then you, you hear Imitation Rain, you know, later you're just like, wow, this is the same group. So that that's the one thing I feel like about Stones that really has you know showed how far they've come and i'm becoming a big fan of them to be honest yeah so it's 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 interesting to hear watashi honestly because it is a song that i i really wish stones would do more of granted you know they are the group that is the pop at lock group but overall it's it's very great it's it's a good compositionally sound vocal I'm great matching and 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 just heavy release which they needed. They absolutely needed this song. Oh, I but 100% agree. And 
I enjoyed their last song they did, uh, Kill Me and Mascara. So seeing how far they've come lately, I've greatly enjoyed and Watashi delivers. And it is used for a drama, and I can see how it fits, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I I highly recommend it, and I, I want to see Stones do more stuff like this because th- this is, you know, really pull- starting to pull me on that male idol train when you got good vocals, and you're a well-rounded group. You can do pop and lock, but you can also throw us bones like Watashi, even though I wish if that was more of the backbone than yeah. just throw us a couple bones, but make this the background, and then the bones can later just go to the pop and lock. <laughs> Oh, most definitely, most definitely. But regardless, this sold very, very well. <laughs> Over 471,469 copies here. And let's go over to the albums real fast. Got some things of note here. You got the boys. Uh, she is the boss up on here at number six. The Top Gun Maverick original soundtrack is on here. I haven't watched it yet. I got to watch it. I haven't watched it yet either. So. Also, we got Sexy Zone, the highlight on here as well. We also got Glitch Mode NCT Dream Volume 2 by NCT Dream, Korean mini album here, and 17, fourth album Face the Sun by 17. But also so sold well, so. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ungaku to You. can listen to all the lovely things and follow us on the social medias at Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the website by going to ongakuryu.com. Be sure to check out our interview with Vicky Blanca on that as well. You can also follow our affiliates, Karyu Hunter, who is a retro streamer. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kyoryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow our affiliate, Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer and going through Mill Gear Solid 3 currently. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-F-T. Yeah, we also have your sister, Luna Rose, who is probably really excited about all the Final Fantasy announcements. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Kitty R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name, which reminds me, have you read Fangirl's book? Uh, no, I still haven't finished Firestarter, so I don't start another book until I finish one book. I see, I see. Have but, you read yeah, it yet? Sh- no, uh, I don't have the money to buy it yet. <laughs> I should, I should. Like I said, once once her book goes to New York Times bestseller, I will do the audible version of that for all your sights and sounds and treats for the ears but yeah you can check it out by looking at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l-h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also check out the podcast that me timber kill and fangirl do called podosaurus this week we talked about a bunch of wonderful things here we talked about all the e3 not e3 stuff such as final fantasy 16 street fighter 6 you know, pack, uh, him packing for his house because he's moving this weekend. <laughs> so, 
But you can look that up by looking up Curry Hunter, same as his Twitch channel on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKM1, where I talk about Bang Dream, and I about Robocall at Robo, and all the wonderful things there. You can follow Gray at Ongaku Gray, and where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social media platforms, such as the Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Letterboxd, as Luna Maria 87, L U N A M A R I A 87. Or you can follow me on Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna, where I've been posting some very odd videos with some scary clowns and some oh cool stuff that I've been buying. Stay tuned. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongakudio. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. We will see you next time. Jamatene.